This is Stephanie, and this is the Mocha Minutes Podcast. Hey guys, before we get into the episode, I just wanted to let you know about something that's a little new here at the Mocha Minutes Podcast. We are now participating in Buy Me a Coffee. So, If you haven't heard, buymeacoffee.com is a place where you can show some um, support and some love monetarily to some of your favorite content creators. That includes me. (laughs) Um, So it's in the increments of either a dollar, three dollars or five dollars. And you can do as many as you would like. Um, So I just wanted to let you guys know would love, love, love some support. So if you would go to buy me a coffee.com backslash mocha minutes. I would greatly appreciate it. It will also be in the show notes. Okay, here we go. Lift me up. Hold me down. Keep me close. Safe and sound. Burning in a hopeless dream. Hold me when you go to sleep. Keep me in the warmth of your love when you depart. Keep me safe, safe and sound. I had to start with that one mostly because if y'all listen to this, it's February's Black History Month and Wakanda forever is on disney plus you're welcome if you did not know that welcome to the most minutes podcast i am stephanie thank you so much for joining me i hope i did not butcher that um oscar nominated song lift me up from the wakanda forever um soundtrack look here i want my girl well two girls i want my girls from wakanda forever angela mm, i need her to have that oscar mm-hmm. um and I want Rihanna to have an Oscar for this sound because she own it. Her and Thames. Thames is like a like a stealthy, silent killer of music. I kind of enjoy her. <laughs> I don't know why, but yeah. Welcome to the Mocha Minutes podcast, y'all. I am joined by, um, you know, your Mocha Minutes. So I'm joined by Butterscotch Minutes. Butterscotch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joined by Butterscotch Minutes, one half of Blurred Comics and um, a whole militantly mixed Black woman. Um, she's one of my faves. I fuck with her the long way. I have Charmaine. Um, <laughs> how are you doing, love? How are you doing? Uh, so I'm learning Spanish right now. So uh, yo soy muy cansado. I am very tired. <laughs> oh, muy cansado. Muy cansado. Si, si, me, me. <laughs> si, si, me, me. Si, si, me, me. It's like, ooh, I need to keep that in. Like, what's up? Yo, oh, yo soy cansado. You're like, yo what? Soy, like, soy muy cansado. We muy are very cansado. tired. Ooh. Very tired. That's the name of the show. Muy cansado. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I'm like, I'm Muy Cansado. I'm Muy Cansado. Okay, that's what's wrong with me. That's what it is. See how that works? Y'all, I asked Jermaine to come here because I asked her something very, very funny in the group chat. <laughs> Has anybody watched you people? Because I got thoughts. 
I got thoughts and opinions and feelings. Thoughts and fee-fees. All of the thoughts, all the fee-fees. And I'm glad I'm not the one going. So I watched it and I have opinions. <laughs> yeah, that's the vibe. Yeah, it was like very much like, you're like, I am like, excuse me. This is how hot this is going to be, this conversation. She pulled out an old school street fighter meme. And I'm like, I did. I went, I went straight Ooh. with yoga flame. Oh, um, yoga fire. I'm sorry. I, now I want to add that game to my, wait, I think I do have it on my switch. Wait a minute. That's funny. I'm like, I do. Cause I, I'm an old, see, I feel like I'm not, someone said, oh, you're a gamer. I'm like, I feel like I'm not a gamer. I have a switch. I've been playing like the Mario game. Mm. It's like they have their own. And I actually beat this game. I'm 41 years old. And I've never beat a Mario game. I beat one at 41. And I'm like, I don't know if it's depression, grief, the pandemic. I don't know what it is, but I actually did it. And then they have a Luigi nice. side and I beat the Luigi side. And I'm, now nice. I'm trying to like get star coins. Now I sound like a gamer and I'm like, I don't feel like I'm a gamer. Cause I don't play like, you know, like call of duties. I don't play the mad. Like I feel yeah. like, a, I don't feel like a real gamer. You know? It's dropped off for me. I used to do, I used to like first person shooters, not Call of Duty, but um, because mm. I don't like real war. I don't like human wars that are oh, reminiscent okay. of ours where like it's a possibility mm -hmm. I might be killing other Asians. Ah, uh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, so I don't like those, but I do like like Halo, Gears mm. of War, which I guess is third person. But um, <laughs> but like it's so been a like long time. fantasy killing yeah like, like if it's aliens or some kind of yeah. non non-asian non-black not non-brown yeah, person like, to, to kill um I'm, I'm with it uh but the but then on the flip side of that my other side of it is the lego games i play all the fucking lego games so um, i've never played lego games what oh i love them they're so fun but oh. uh but i've kind of dropped off and so now my xbox is mostly for me just just like for netflix and hulu and shit um, but I'm kind of I kind of want the switch because I haven't played a I used to have all the consoles and bit by bit, you know, some oh. of them dropped off. And so now I only have the Xbox, but um, I kind of oh. want to switch because I'd like to play the, the Mario games. Again so too. can I just tell you and I don't look because some of the like switch games are like cheap as hell. Mm -hmm. Um, I downloaded the nin like, you know, you remember the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game? <laughs> yeah, I have that. It's like a little combo. I'm like, oh, this is fun. And I have Sonic the Hedgehog because that was kind of the thing. Like, like we had like, you know, the old school Nintendo, but we got a Sega Genesis. And of course, you know, Sonic was king on yeah. Sega. So yeah. 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 That's the kind of stuff I have. And of course I played Mario Kart because I'm an adult. <laughs> yeah. Adults play Mario Kart. Don't get in my face. I'm like, I couldn't play this game with no kid. Cause I'm like, I'm sorry. They're like, you hit me with three red turtle shells. Girl, why are you in this tournament with me? It's 150 cc, girl. I'm not gonna take it easy. See, see, that's why I can't play with kids. I can play with adults, but I couldn't do this with children because I'd be like, "Look, you need to tell your look here. You tell your little kid to man up. He's seven. I don't give a damn. Don't get into my tournament with me. See, I can't do it. <laughs> I'd be rude. <laughs> see, rude. Can't do that. So we are here to discuss the movie. You people. Okay, so y'all, uh, confession. I saw the trailer and I was like, no. I just said, who asked for this? And then I saw the, the name and I went, you know, I want to The famous punch. Stephanie, you know. You know? <laughs> I, I've never, 
I could take Kenya Barris in doses. There are some things that I like. I was a blackish fan. I still kind of sure. am. And yeah. then the issues started ishing. And I'm like, I don't want this anymore. I mean, I yeah. have no problem having reason to see one of my favorite fluffy, badass biracials, aka Mark Paul Gossler, on the screen. <laughs> I'm like, I have no problem. He's like, yes, give it, give him to me. The fact yeah. he's like, yeah, no one wanted me to let y'all know that I was like, I have an Asian parent. I, I'm biracial yeah. Asian. Yeah, it was it's like, funny to find out for the first time. Right, it was like, yeah, because you're no Keanu. Because <laughs> yeah. like, like, Keanu can't hide that. To a certain extent, Olivia Munn can't either. Louis yeah. Tan can't either. It's kind of like, um, yeah, but you're not Asian presenting, so that's probably why. But also, they dyed your hair blonde, and it's like, yeah, they'd been dying his hair, and he kind of kept that going forever because he had yeah. that that thing. Because he yeah. still looks like it's like, excuse me, I still remember Super Bad. They're like, you know, like he's fucking Zach Morris. I'm like, so everybody knows that universally, Mark Paul Glass was a very attractive Zach man, Morris. but right. then he became fluffy, and I became like enamored with him that's funny i did not i do not like skinny zach morris i like fluffy badass mark paul gosler who protects a little black girl okay that's where i am i missed that vampire show and i'm like oh damn so i never watched it because i'm a huge fan of that book series the passage really um, yeah and so he doesn't look for me he doesn't look like the character he's supposed to be playing oh um he he's not the right type at all so i i couldn't bring my like it didn't bother me that they recasted the 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 little girl to be black like that didn't bother me okay the the what bothered me is the kind of white man uh wall gas is supposed to be mark doesn't uh, fit that that um you know look for me mm. and i was like i don't know if i could watch zach morris do this and so i still haven't watched it but <laughs> i i love the book series and it's one of my it's one of my absolute like i actually still listen to it on repeat kind of on my mm. audible and shit like that i'm really into that series but um but yeah so uh oh. militantly mixed here mix mix main here so uh one no, from the black asian mixed delegation no, don't right. make me think of a way that we can have a podcast called mocha butterscotch minutes and we can figure this out because i will mocha and butterscotch i mean mocha and butterscotch flavor sounds like a good flavor combination I'm so we saying, you know don't make it don't make me turn this into we gonna talk about movies and shit I mean, I've been trying to figure out like we have an auntie podcast, we can have a fucking tea time podcast. There, like, there's something, there's something here oh, with man. you and me. Now I need, I need to buy more black and bold tea because that peach tea, you, yeah, um, y'all. Charmaine got me hooked on loose tea. I was like, where did you get this from? She's like, it smells so good. I'm like, right? Yeah. I got my diffusers because Amazon has everything. I hate yeah. that dude, but. You know, Prime, it used to be the next day. Now it's like, oh, it's two days. I'm like, that's raggedy. <laughs> but give it's me my damn bag. Yeah. For me, like uh, in LA, a lot of things were next day, but here in Houston, a lot of things are, are two day. Some of the stuff in Maryland used to be like the next day. Yeah, because you're close then, to one of the facilities. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it turned into two days. I'm like, well, that's weird. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. Why am I waiting until Saturday if I ordered it on Thursday at two o'clock in the afternoon? I'm like, bitch, where the fuck my shit? <laughs> the hell? They had cuts. They got I'm cuts. just saying. <laughs> it's like, how did Prime turn into two days instead of the next day? I'm like, what the fuck am I trying? I'm like, then I'm not gonna just wait until I get here. 
I'll go pick it up at the locker, which I'm not doing because that locker thing freaks me out. Okay, so in L.A., we used to have one of those locker stores where, like, you'd go to the mall and you'd walk mm. in and you'd type in your code and then it would, like, pop open a random locker somewhere with your shit. Mm-hmm. But you still feel like people are watching you walk out of there with a package. Like, what are you doing yeah. with that package? Even though you have to put put in a code or a scan or anything. Right. like, And, you know, maybe this is the Long Beach talking, but if I don't have someone physically watching and see me do the whole transaction and I hold my receipt in my hand so that it's always visible, uh huh, you know, um, I'm like, I don't like that. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. And like, you know, I, I married my, my high school friend, like we didn't get together in high school. We got together as adults, but, uh, they are Palestinian and German, but they were raised around white people. And so mm-hmm. I didn't realize how white adjacent they kind of were for the longest. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he'll tell people not to give them receipts. And I'll be like, no, 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 no. Give me a receipt. A receipt. Um, or I'll tell him, like, take your hands out of your pockets in the stores. And he's like, why? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, oh. You know, <laughs> so like I walk around stores oh. with the the old Asian man pose where I have like my arms behind my back and I'm holding one of my hands with one of my other hands. Like I, I go full uh, Oji-chan mm-hmm. while I'm walking around stores and stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's like uh, I need I don't like the locker place because I need a human to eyeball me and and see me holding that receipt the whole time. Okay. You know, like where are you getting something. that from? I was like, sorry, yeah. get out of my face. It's uncomfortable. Um, no. But yeah, topic can't at do hand. Can't do, can't do it. It's like ridiculous. So we are talking about the movie You People. I want to say it's a Kenya Barris joint. Um, yes, it is. Which I did uh, not know until after. I didn't know. And also, I didn't know him. His writing partner in this masterpiece was also one of the stars, Jonah Hill. Uh, that seemed correct to me mm. uh, because it had very much that like Jonah set. Mm-hmm. The kind of that Jonah sense of humor. Like, because he also group. produced it with him. Yeah. Yeah. So this movie came out this um, next few weeks ago. It's on Netflix. Um, it stars Jonah Hill and an ensemble class of Lauren London, David Duchovny. Neil Long, Julie Louis Dreyfus, and Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. So, as Ezra Cohen is Jonah Hill's character, he is a 35 year old man who is a broker, but also a podcaster. His podcast partner, um, played by Sam is J, Sam is one J. of my favorites. I, the amount of chemistry that these two people had, I'm like, if you liked men, this would be really cute. <laughs> I'm just saying. It was like it was like I feel like y'all would just be like um, amazing. So he is like lamenting because he's 35 and Jewish and he doesn't have a wife. Um, his parents are paid by David Duchovny and Julie Louis Dreyfus. Which, on one hand, I'm like, why do I feel like David Duchovny does not look old enough to be your father? Uh, he looked quite old to me, but um, I don't know. <laughs> I was never a, a X Files fan, so I don't. I know I love if the X Files because the thing about it is, like, he. I feel like you know he's it. Wow, he's an August Leo. That makes so much sense. Um, he's well, Dave Duchovny is sixty-two, so I guess 
He is, but it was. I'm oh wow, here. he doesn't. He doesn't look sixty-two. That's what I'm saying. I'm like in the movie. He don't. I was like, I, I just, I don't know, girl. Okay. So Ezra in a chance meeting hops in the back of Lauren London's car because he thought that was his Uber. They strike up a friendship. They go on a date. They start dating. Um, six months in, he's ready to propose. So he meets her parents, played by. Nia Long and Eddie Murphy. Again, people don't, don't, Eddie maybe, Nia Long, yeah, no, I shouldn't say that they don't look old enough to be her parents, but a part of me does feel like. As a person whose parents were 15 and 17 when I was born. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm like, I, I can use, like, I can use like the, the Tyler Perry rules because my, my mama was 19. So it's kind of like, people like think me and my mother are sisters, so. Hmm. It's like, could they like the age of course but it's just kind of like you go yeah okay no so then you know hijinks ensue because um eddie murphy stars as the very militant uh, muslim man nia long is beautiful with her cheekbones julia louise dreyfus plays the very well-meaning white jewish woman who was trying to fit in with her son's black girlfriend that he wants to propose to david duchovny just sings john legend off key and that oh is my a feat gosh i was like i love his i love john legend movies but you gotta work to sing off key yeah i i just i don't understand that so again two well-meaning white people um sammy sam J. Her character with Jonah, because they have a podcast and they're talking about the culture. Sam J does not pull any punches with him, which is kind of like why I like her character. It's like, mm-hmm. white people crazy. He be like, for real? Yes, for real. It's like, oh, it's like, what did you? I like that she's not trying to be palatable because your podcast partner is white. Yeah. That part I kind of enjoyed. So when you saw the trailer, so we're not even talking about like what we thought after the movie. Before you watched the movie, what did you think was going to happen in this movie? So it was already my intention not to watch it. And and the I mean, because not not because it was a Kenya joint. I didn't even know it was a Kenya joint until the end. But I, I tend to outside of Blackish, I tend not to jump on Kenya stuff because mm-hmm. as a mixed person, mm-hmm. I struggle with a lot of the mixed content that he puts mm-hmm. out because it doesn't read like there's mixed people in the room like right. i'm sure there are mm-hmm. but the it really feels like they're writing the mixed black person for white people and not for black people mm-hmm. and it it's just uh you know sean Bay and i talk about this on on blur comics a lot as mm-hmm. both of us being mixed black folks mm-hmm. we're like where were we in the consultation mm-hmm. of of rainbow or of uh mixed ish like i couldn't even walk through the second season of, I didn't watch the second season of mixes. I pushed through I didn't know painfully pushed through the first season of mixed dish. Um, and you know, uh, and then I never watched the thing that he did with Rashida, uh, and stuff like that. Like I tend to, I, t- I tend to struggle with Kenya because of his obsession with the, <laughs> the biracial wife character, you know, uh-huh. which he also threw into this by putting Nia along as, um, you know, like Eddie Murphy does accuse uh, Nia's character of like her white grandfather is the reason why <laughs> all this stuff was happening. 
Um, so it wasn't my intention to watch it, mostly because it was called You People and it was starring Jonah Hill. Now, I don't necessarily have anything against Jonah Hill, yeah. but I don't want to yeah. see Jonah Hill play into a... Okay, it's more than that. As a mixed person, I'm a fucking exhausted by the plot mm. line of this is an interracial couple. OMG, yeah. how is this ever going to work? Like, motherfucker, we have generations and generations and generations of choosing interracial couples at this point we're not you know this isn't 50 years back where some couples were chosen and some couples were not you know like this isn't yeah. 100 years back where most likely most of the couples were not chosen couples right mm -hmm. Th this this guess who's coming to dinner thing you know you people the this this interracial couples and it's never going to work because the families don't understand each other thing just doesn't make sense anymore and the fact that it's still used as a joke plot line is really irritating so with that in mind it wasn't my intention to watch this mm -hmm. the reason why i ended up watching it is because a lot of people black folks who i trust their opinions on were posting about it on the mm -hmm. facebooks about mm -hmm. how much they thought it was actually funny Mm. And so I was like, okay, well, these are some people, like a handful of folks, um, all of which will probably have a separate conversation with me later, because uh, I have questions. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, where they were posting about how this was actually funny and they that it was did a good job. And again, it still never read to me as a Kenya joint. I didn't realize. And so I was sitting there the other night and we were trying to figure out something to watch. And I was like, well, you know, some folks are saying this is actually good. So, you know, let's check it out. And we watched the trailer. Mm. now they put the best clips in the trailer and yet still Agreed. i was like i'm gonna Agreed. sit through there's gonna be moments that is gonna piss me off. like i already knew there was gonna be moments that were gonna piss me off um in it but you know some of the jokes were funny and then once i saw sam j was in it mm -hmm. now i'll watch anything sam does and i'll and i'll tell you why i actually have i had for a very sh short period of time a little friendship with sam mm -hmm. um uh she was featured on two dope queens and i started following her on twitter because mm. of it and then i would start to tweet at her was she in of... one of the live shows did she remember when they had I... the show on hbo was she on that one of those i don't remember but i remember from the podcast she yeah. was on there and from okay. there like so i ended up i would tweet at her about the jokes she had this whole thing about you know adopting an asian baby if she's gonna ever adopt and mm. the joke that that joke was funny to me so I reached out and then once I got to LA, I I tweeted that I was going to go to one of their one of her shows. Okay. And when I got there, it was this weird little LA show that only had like eight people in attendance and it crushed her spirit. She was just oh. not feeling it. But she knew I was coming because we'd been tweeting at each other and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so she told me like I I don't enjoy this thing. I want to, I want you to have a better experience with me because you've been a fan for a while. I'm going to comp you at my next show and oh. i was like oh that's nice and you know what but you know you know you don't really think you think someone's going to be nice and then you think they're not going to reach out to you and then she dm'd me one day and she's like i have a show at this location your oh. name is on the thing whatever and so i would show up at, at sam shows for a while mm -hmm. she'd always give me the head nod and things like that um and so for a while i had this like mini friendship with her and she would hit me like she would send me a dm to tell me she was going to be performing somewhere uh, for a period of time. And then uh, one of the last shows I, I saw her in, I had seen her, but I didn't like engage because I was trying not to be in the way. And I think maybe that made her think I was trying not to talk to her. I don't know, because we mm. never talked again after that. But 
She's still one of my favorite people. I, you know, I really have always enjoyed. So I, I, when I saw that she was in it on the trailer, I was like, all right, I'm going to watch this, even though I know it's going to piss me off a little bit. Mm. Um, and then we, you know, we get into watching it and really honestly, in the first 19 minutes, I knew I was not going to be happy. Mm, <laughs> 19 minutes. Well. The first 19 minutes. And the reason why I could clock that is because that's where I paused it to say, let's go to Taco Bell real quick. Cause I'm going to need nourishment to get through the rest of this movie. <laughs> We actually ended up going to Taco Cabana instead, which was better. Ooh, but Taco Cabana yeah. sounds good. Um, yeah, it's a it's a chain here in in the in the south in Texas and stuff. But Damn, now I wish I was a because that sounds yummy. <laughs> so it does. I'm just saying it does sound yummy. It, it was good. I'll, I'll send you pictures the next time I go so you can see what I'm talking about. It's definitely definitely for fast food. It's it's good. Oh okay. So yeah, I have feelings. I definitely have feelings. No, However, have feelings. whichever way you want to get into it, I just know that like a disclaimer for the audience that are out there, like this is the kind of movie that triggers my angry mix main version. Oh god. I don't versus like triggering my angry like, mix main, you know, honey. Because, you know, like Girl. I, I I can deal with certain amount of jokes about mixed folks, right? Like there is something slightly off about us when we interact within one of our cultures, right? You know, we're not mm -hmm. full something, but like in my case and in, in like Sean Bay's case, mm -hmm. we never struggle in black spaces because Correct. we grew up black. So mm -hmm. it doesn't matter that we're as light as we are or that mm -hmm. I'm as ambiguous in my presentation. Mm -hmm. uh, I code, well, I guess correct to correct it a little bit more. I code as Long Beach black, right? Mm. Like, like hood recognizes hood no matter where so if i'm talking to mm -hmm. a motherfucker from chicago or baltimore or new york mm -hmm. they see me for yeah. that kind of black mm -hmm. not That's not true. just like generic or you know i have a black dad and i want you know like <laughs> none of that happens with me so i never have to i never have to validate my blackness even though i look mm -hmm. as ambiguous as i do i never mm -hmm. have to show the picture of my dad for proof you know i never had to do shit like that mm -hmm. and i'm never clocked on like when i code switch mm -hmm. you know I, i'm never clocked on it as it being inauthentic because okay. like it's legitimately my first accent Mm. The you know this professional quote you know accent that I have is something that was cultivated by my aunt when I left my dad like mm. she actively tried to change my accent so I could get a job because my name is Charmaine Latrice uh, which <laughs> again I have issues with the correction of my accent and things like that but you know so I'm like Charmaine when, Latrice you know what I'm saying so when like when Sean Bay and I are dealing with mixed stuff you mm. know the thing that triggers both of us or the thing that gets us angry is the idea that we're that we're always a butt of a joke. And there's a certain amount mm -hmm. of it that is acceptable joke that we can handle as mixed people. Like it's mm -hmm. not it's not like we have a chip on our shoulder because because at, at any point I'm going to write on black side before I write on anything else. You right. know, like mm -hmm. even as a mixed Japanese, uh, I'm have more access to my blackness than I have to my Japanese-ness. So mm -hmm. if it's between black and something else, I'm I'm hierarchically going to go black first, I guess. <laughs> mm. uh, but this is the joke that bothers me. It's that mm. humans can't get together and figure out how to cross racial lines, uh, cultural lines that they can't figure out anyway, that it's so impossible that you would get to your fucking wedding day and it'd be like, oh, we can't do this. This is impossible. But it had been working up until that point. You know, mm -hmm. that that joke, 
that's mm. the thing that pisses me off because I'm an MGM. I'm a multi-generational mixed person. Okay. My parents, both of my parents are biracial. Mm-hmm. That meant that both sets of my grandparents were in a, interracial relationships pre-loving versus Virginia. Mm. So if they managed to get far enough to have their sets of kids and my parents got far enough to have me and my brother, mm-hmm. it's probably possible. <laughs> right. That people can get that far and they act like they can't even get to the wedding. And that's yeah. the, that's something that triggers like a real irritation in me because mm. ha ha ha. It's so funny that this white guy who likes Jordans can't figure out when he's being racist. So. So when I saw the trailer, I was like, I truly enjoy anything that Eddie Murphy is in. Mm-hmm. Except Norbit, for obvious reasons. Yeah. Can't do it. I really, and I know many people like, I love Norbit, and I'm like, girl, I didn't even watch it, and I can't. There is a part of the Nutty Professor when, of all people, Dave Chappelle is doing a round of fat jokes, and you're watching all these people. I was in the movie theater watching that movie, and I was, I'm mm-hmm. glad it was dark because I was like, I had to bring up tears. I'm like, yeah is this always going to be a joke and it is so that's why i never was able to um watch norbit because add in um you're making fun of fat people but also the butt of the joke and the the aggressive loud person is a darker skin not dark skin just darker Darker, than the paper the brown paper bag um fat black woman she's so aggressive and she's so loud and i'm like i spent a very long time trying not to be that person because you know if I raise my voice people tell me to calm down I'm like bitch I am calm yeah but you see me a darker than the paper bag black person I'm a fat black woman if I raise my voice and or tilt my head in some kind of way to someone who's trying to de-escalate me and I'm like girl shut the fuck up yeah so yeah having to fight against that I'm like yeah I will never watch Norbit and I love Eddie Murphy yeah so y'all and I guess even in Big Mama's house, I should have an issue with that. To a certain extent, I do. Um, but I also like Martin Lawrence. So it's neither here nor there. So I was like, yeah, I don't know about this. But it's like, I, here's the thing. Individually, I like all the people that's in this, sh- in this movie. Sure, yeah. That's the problem. It was like, I like the X-Files. Julie Louis-Dreyfus, I like catching. I, I was not a big Seinfeld watcher. And I did not watch Veep. And I know I'm probably missing out. <laughs> yeah. But I did, I, no, I see clips of Seinfeld. I'm like, she's funny. And she also, I will say that like, eh. the role she played, she nailed that <sighs> well meaning but problematic white woman. Like, she, she was making me, she was reminding me of people I worked with. Mm-hmm. You know, like that kind of Because you know a well, you know, you know, a right? white person. And, and the things that she would say, like there were times when she'd say something, my like shoulders would go into my ears. Like, you're like, oh my you know? God, the memories. <laughs> Flashback. Talking about, I went on YouTube to talk about your hair. I'm like, girl, I'm never going to ask you to do my, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. The, like even the second she was, she asked like about the style. I was like, girl, I was like did no, you go to the stop. Googles? Girl, abort, abort, abort. <laughs> I was like, girl, please get out of my face. And then to keep repeating it, like, I need you to know that I learned this term, you know, like, mm. God damn. Uh, she nailed it. I will say of anybody in this whole picture, 
she nailed the role she was meant to play mm. so strong. Like it, it was, it's the kind of portrayal that was so well done that you're actually irritated afterwards. Correct. Like, why, why'd you do such a good job? Like, why am I so mad about this? Yeah. So let's talk about some other people that I was not expecting to be. We're talking about the main, but, but let's talk about the fact that I was very unnerved that I saw a city girl. I'm like, ain't that the girl from the, that's the city girl. We had Lala Anthony, Mike Epps, Rhea Perlman, which by the way, I feel like we didn't get enough of. We had Elliot yeah. Gould. We had- um, Yeah, we didn't get enough of him either. It was like- There were some people in this fucking movie. We had like... Kim Whitley. We had um, Dion Cole, who is very funny. Is kind of He unnerves me. Like I'm like, oh, he kind of caught me. It's kind of funny. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. You're kind of funny. Mike Epps. Um, and on paper, if you're doing a scene with Eddie Murphy and Mike Epps, it should be a whole lot funnier than when it was. I'm saying, and they don't like, read as brothers to me. They don't. either. It's like so. it's like the thing about it is Dion Cole, which it, honestly, that scene with Dion Cole felt like an ad lib of any like anything I've ever seen. And it seemed like it was a little bit funnier. I don't know what it is about Dion Cole. I just find him hilarious. He, he's just a funny, yeah. Oh, and also Anthony dude. Anderson. I'm like, girl, what the hell is oh, happening? Wait. He I was was like, in it. It's like when they went to the barbershop, I was like, why does That's that right. sound like Anthony? Oh, that is him. I forgot. Yeah, he was in it. Exactly. People just kind of switch up because one, the airplane passenger, Kim ba- Kenya Barris also makes a um a cameo in this, y'all. And it was like, if you blinked, you'd be like, that looks like a, oh, that is him. Hmm. Oh, really? It's like, huh. It's like, huh. I missed him. Yeah, because it's like, I don't know. I can't remember who he was sitting next to. So we watched a movie and I guess out of five, my rating would be one point. No, I'll be nice. Two out of five. And yeah. That's, it's about two out of five. I guess I can do about the same because yeah. there were there were some good moments. There was mm-hmm. some funny moments. It's yeah. just like the ick factor for me there was so much because it's just like and it's so funny because i i know there's no there's no mixed representative in this this is just the idea that a couple will eventually produce mixed kids and fuck them up right Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) because they got that shit together but still for me like um to see interracial couples just not fucking get it Mm-hmm. And and you kind of don't want them together, right? Because you don't want them to have kids like like me and and the work <laughs> like that I've me. had to do, <laughs> like the work that I had to do as an adult to to come at peace with myself. Because you know, a lot of people say mm. that they don't like interracial relationships and mix and mix people because we're confused. We're not confused. Mm-hmm. Y'all confuse us by the things that you don't seem to understand about yeah. how, how we can exist as, as blended people. Right. Yeah. Like I'm not confused in my blackness. I, I exactly know where my space is. I mm-hmm. am a pro black person who will not be the loudest voice in a black space because I do not share the full and complete, complete experiences of my darker skin counterparts. Mm-hmm. But am I going to bring water and am I going to shout and, and raise my hands and clap and applaud or, or mm-hmm. whatever support I need to offer? Absolutely. I'm not an ally because I'm a member of the community, but I'm a, I don't even know if we have a term for like half in, half out. Like I'm only not 
all the way in because I happen to be mixed. But in terms of my culture, in terms of my identity and in, in terms of like the life that I live, my mm -hmm. life is very black. And so yeah. I'm not confused about my blackness. Uh, I might be a little confused about my Japanese-ness only because of the way that I'm <laughs> able to access it and like how being Japanese in America versus being Japanese in Japan are a lot different mm -hmm. and stuff. Like I, there might be a little bit of that, but I also don't enter as many Asian spaces. I'm doing that mm. now that's like, a part of my current journey of, okay of what i'm trying to do okay. now but when okay. it comes to blackness like i'm not confused and i'm not missing much you know like i'm mm -hmm. not missing much because of the of the kind of blackness that i was raised in yeah but in this kind of thing when you see these kind of interracial couples like this is the bird and the fish story and i fucking cannot stand the bird <sighs> and the fish story you know like oh okay right so, <laughs> I'm Kenya, so, why are you so obsessed with mixed people, bro? Why, and why is it that that's really my question? Because I'm like, sir, what, is, what the hell is happening? We get it that your ex wife or wife is biracial black. Yes, we I know. Ask us how we know. With tend to be mixed. It's like, girl, <laughs> what is happening? So, I'm looking at this. And so, out of 94 critics, they got. On Rotten Tomatoes is 43% with an average rating of 5.2 out of 10. Now, so this is very interesting. This is from the Wikipedia page, y'all. I'm not even making this up. Pete Hammond of Deadline called it brilliantly hilarious, pertinent, and wickedly smart. Are these smart. white people? Yeah. Oh, I'm getting to that. Okay. Christian Zilko of IndieWire graded the film a B plus and concluded that it ends up being more of a feel-good rom-com and love letter to Los Angeles than a truly biting satire. I'll give you the love letter to Los Angeles part that I will give you that. So Pete Hammond and Christian Zilko are both white men. Richard Roper mm. said um, him that it sinks under the weight of it, of its obviousness and a consistently heavy handed approach, despite the sometimes stylish and well-paced direction from Kenya Barris and an incredibly talented cast. He's not wrong. So his grade was two out of four. So the thing about it is, I think it's very interesting because I guess the Pete Hammonds and the Christian Zilkos of the world, I'm not surprised that white people think this shit is funny. I'm not either. Yeah. I'm not surprised that you're like missing a whole bunch of the thorns in this rose bush of a movie. Right, right, right. Because I'm looking, if you look at the cast, I'm like, this cast is stellar. One, the cast is great. It's like individually... I love every person in this movie. I like Eddie. And the thing about it is, it's like, I can't wait for the day when Eddie Murphy is coming back to do stand up, but he's like, I got to do some stuff first. I don't blame you. Um, I will say, Eddie, <clears throat> as a Muslim, though, uh, yeah, not, that, not, not just a Muslim, but like <laughs> a militant Muslim. Yeah, that's one of the thorns for me. That's that one of the thorns. Because <laughs> I'm like, I feel like Kenya, you could have just made him, you didn't have to make him a Muslim black man. He could have just been a black man. He don't you need you don't need to add him being Muslim to having right. an issue with a white dude with his daughter. He could still be a pro black without black being man. Muslim. I'm like without see, being a Muslim. Why yeah. are we leaning into that trope of um and having him change his name? I'm like, girl, what in the Muhammad Ali or the are you talking about? Girl, it is 2023. I know we are not still doing this joke. I was like, oh, what? what <laughs> so it was like you lean into he's being very militant 
And which I think is very, very interesting. The other thorn for me was Nia Long's character. Yeah. I have a very big problem because one, Kenya can have some nice pacing, but he does not know what to do um, with black women on screen. He don't like to, he don't like to let them become fully formed people, Form, which is so I, weird because he likes to focus things and episodes and shows and stuff around them. But mm-hmm. once he's got them in the center, he don't know what to do with them. They're, they're just decoration. Um, mm. Jennifer Lewis, one in has such great comedic timing. And I want, she's one of my faves, her and Marseille Martin on Blackish. Mm-hmm. I feel like that show would not have lasted so long without those two on Either that show. Them, right, yeah. And it's like, I mean, the oldest daughter got a spinoff. It's like, yeah. yeah. But it's like, yeah, because people liked her too. Because I kind of like- I never did see Grownish, so I'll be I like Yara Shahidi because I'm like, she like does not too. bother me. Also, um, fellow makes one. She is, because I think her father is Middle Eastern. No. Yeah, yeah. He's well. He's a Iranian. Iran. Okay, because I couldn't yeah. remember, and I was like, she is biracial, but she is not annoying. Or she doesn't. And, I'm sorry. Uh, she while doesn't this make might not her be, personality, right? And while this might not be popular with my entire audience and following, <laughs> uh, the reason why, <laughs> in my mixed opinion, she got black mama. <laughs> Thank you. Um, excuse me. When I tell you, when you see on screen with like you see biracial people who are problematic, it's like, oh, oh. I'm never surprised. I'm never. <laughs> oh, no matter what the mix is, like even I've never surprised. It's so funny because I'm one of these, but I'm never surprised to find out like that the mother is the non. That actually kind of makes parent. me laugh. You're like, they got a white mama, don't they? In like, my yeah! case. In my case, what makes me kind of an interesting version of this Mm -hmm. is that um, my black father was a Tom. (laughs) My my mom, my Japanese mom, she only does black hair. She works exclusively in black hair salons. Mm -hmm. She is immersed in blackness in Mm -hmm. a way that usually isn't uh, appropriative. Sometimes it can be like the mm-hmm. period of time that I had to convince her that that um, her saying why you be tripping on me doesn't make sense in a <laughs> disciplinary situation with the 13 year old child. Not why you be tripping on me? Like, I'm know. sorry. I'm stuck. Like, wait, what? Yeah, it was a period of time. It was something she was going through at a period of time. Yeah. Um, wow. Again, my mom was 15 when she had me. So it was like once oh. I got to be 15, I kind of passed her because she stayed 15 and I continued to grow. She's like, um, we besties. We can't like. Be right. Like she no, would put her arm around me and be am. like, which one's the mother and which one's a daughter nonsense or whatever, um, because Asian don't raise in two. But um, she my mother, my mother is immersed in blackness. And mm. so my a lot of my blackness is kind of informed by the people around my mother Mm, you know so i have a different so the proximity that you she of blackness you had around her yeah i grew up in a hair salon you know like i grew up in a black hair salon (laughs) i grew up in black church you know Mm. like stuff like that so so while while i am one of those in that Mm. i have the my mother is the non-black parent your, your nature is a little bit different my yeah it's a little bit because i was raised by black women Mm -hmm. they weren't always my mother you know like my mother is not one of those people but my mother put me in places where i was i was raised by a lot of black women and then when i live with my dad we lived in predominant black community we went to black church also my dad just happened to be a tom Mm. 
So okay. it's my blackness is is informed by maybe not necessarily my relatives. Okay. You know, that's yeah. why I don't code the way other people with white moms do. Yeah. And then and then you Sean don't, you'd be like, because I, <laughs> I, I smoke them out too. Like as soon as like, they pop up, I'll be like, you know, and I swear, it's, it's like, yo, Charbet looked like that girl on Love is Blind in the uh, reunion when she be squinting like, mm, yup, she got a white, he got a white Every mama. Time. She got a white mama. I already know. I don't need it, you to tell you know me what? nothing else. My counterpart on Blur Comics, my childhood friend, my homie for the last Ooh, 30, Mario, 39 man, years of my, of my life, Sean Bay of Blur Vision, he got a white mama too, but he and I, Lord we both grew up mercy. in a, he, he both grew up, we both grew up in a circle of uh, mixed black families, mm. like, because we were military kids. So yeah. we're around most of the bulk of our friends growing up had mm-hmm a black parent one of the uh, okay. one of the people in the room was a black parent and so we were we were kind of raised in community mm-hmm. with all these other mixed folks and so um so while we do make jokes that that there's things that he likes that are more white than things that i like mm-hmm. um, <laughs> uh, we both are we're we're two examples of like having non-black mothers but still mm. manage to not come off as as that kind of mixed person you know the problematic okay um yeah so we're we're steeped in our blackness versus most definitely y'all and if y'all don't listen to blur comics y'all need to because when y'all should be listening to it anyway but yeah you can hear it be like (laughs) "Mm, girl they'll be like girl they're like what white nonsense is this listen i'll (laughs) call out a motherfucker too patrick mahone whatever the fuck super bowl whatever have mercy oh lord have i'm this is what i'm talking about we can we can tell you we can tell what kind you are a mile away because you are aligning with whiteness right um so yeah like i'll still i'll call i'll call that that type out because Honey. of that problematic behavior when i t- uh, this is going to be very interesting because they've been touting it you know because like historically like it's two this is the first time in history is two black quarterbacks yeah and then you know the conversation is like well like, it's funny because uh, in 1998 in 1999 if this had happened even if one of them was mixed even if one they of them would was- not be trying to like correct anything yeah, especially it's, patrick it's, let me gen talk z, about my mama shut the hell up yeah gen z is different gen z grew up on the internet gen z grew up um dealing with uh race and identity a lot earlier gen z is owning mixedness over whatever your brown is i guess mm-hmm. uh in a way that like my generation didn't like even even as pale and yellow as i can be i'm black and, and the okay, black people really around me okay. grew up treating me as black. I was never yeah. not treated as black. I was black with a mm. Japanese mom, right? Yeah. But these kids, this younger generation, they weren't raised like that. And so they feel like you're taking away something from your white parent if you don't mention that you're mixed. And in my case, I only started talking about being mixed because I left the hood. I never had to tell people I wasn't. I never had to tell people I was mixed. People knew mm-hmm. I was mixed, but they treated me as black. Mm-hmm. Then I left the hood. Mm-hmm. That's when I started being treated as, well, what are you? Know where are you from? Know where are you mm-hmm. really from? Well, where are your grandparents from? I was black until I moved out of Long Beach and then I became mixed. Whereas someone like Patrick, he's raised by his white mom and mm-hmm. he feels a, he feels like he is denying her by acknowledging his skin tone. <sighs> 
thing about it is, it's like homeboy's also been on the shop. I don't think he was really having all these conversations on that, but that's you know that because you're sitting in front of LeBron. When he was sitting on the shop, first of all, my first gest- my first thought was, why you got him here? And it's funny, you know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm mixed, but I'm not team mixed all the way when it comes to a type of person who denies Ooh. their full picture. Um, mm. Like, you know, be your mixed ass self is my slogan. And what I mean is whatever that means to you, yeah. however you move in your mixedness it is you being your mixed ass self. And I want to I want to I want to still hold that with a person like him. But mm-hmm. what I struggle with is. He doesn't say I'm mixed in a way that's like, I am proud of all these cultures that I got going around on me. He says I'm mixed in a way of saying, don't call me a black dude. Make sure you know I got a white mom. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how it feels. It's like, baby, we can't forget because you also have a white wife. So it's like, like, everybody around you is white. Everybody around you is white. It's like, and the thing about it, there's, baby, we're not saying ignore that because let me just tell you this, um, Gen Z, Halle Berry is still the first black woman to win an Oscar. She has a whole white mama. She said mm-hmm. that shit right in front of her white mama on television. And her she white grew mama up not mostly pick. around just her Correct. white mom, right? Yes. Her mama raised her. Yes. And, and, was, and it's never like a, oh my God, I feel slight. No, you don't. And it's because like, it's like, girl, we're not coddling your feelings, but also, ma'am, you got adults. These are not babies. Yeah. Because of the kind of white mother of, of black children or, or um, let's say, interracial children at, at any kind of brown, a white mom who isn't with the man for fetishization reasons Connie. W- aren't surprised that the child's skin tone is dictating how that person, person moves cr- in their life exactly. or how people receive them in their life, right? But a, a, a white woman who wants to be with black men in spite of black women, that right. woman, um, that's that's the kind of person that ends up being a mother to someone like Patrick, I think, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know anything about her as a person, but I know that the fact that his whiteness is so strong and the way he says it is like, I'm, you know, yeah, I, I'm not going to take is, a knee. It's like, oh, Lord Jesus. Um, I know we went off track, but yeah, it know. is. But I will um, bring up because bring us around to the Herschel Walker of it all, mm-hmm. and so his son Christian Walker, mm-hmm. you know, definitely very very conservative, speaking out, having that lisp. Then I'm like, girl, shut the hell up. He's a um, whole mess, that kid. And the thing about it is, is that people were doing this thing where they're about to do this rebrand because it came out and talked about his daddy who's a piece of shit i'm like girl that don't take a whole lot of work because his daddy is a piece of shit but let's just be very clear if his daddy was just a piece of shit to us and not also to his white mama he wouldn't have said shit Mm -hmm. because Herschel walker is a bozo so it's kind of like you have how can I say this? You have people who have black parents who don't like being black. And then they are mating with people who are like, oh, you're with me because I'm so special. No, baby, let's be very clear. They are with you because um, they are anti-black, but let's be very clear. It's fuck y'all too. They don't necessarily like women. So I'm like, I'm, I got, hey, white women who um have the sex with um non-white men. <laughs> most known to be black men please know 
it is not a compliment to you if he says he is with you because black women don't do because black women are or black women yeah. don't do this baby he don't like your ass either and also that's not a compliment and please know the time that you like literally step out of their purview step out of a little circle and literally become a whole ass person then you become a raggedy bitch too yeah because, because I was... nobody I'm attra- I'm attracted to is in spite of somebody else. You right. know what it's I'm like saying? You like... can just say I'm like, oh, I just this person just happens to be white. Because I still remember when that um I think he was an ex football player was beating on his white um counterpart, and the conversations were just a little bit different. I'm like, how very interesting because I'm pretty sure that man was probably talking very shitty and cat shit about black women kind of how that white that black dude was stabbed by his white girlfriend and it was like "Uh uh-huh it's like Mm -hmm. oh but but then you find out he had a whole lot to say about black women and then he come black men going why y'all not marching for him because he wouldn't he literally would not piss on me if i was on fire Mm -hmm. it's like baby our our outrage is now selective we can actually choose it is not rubber stamping you especially people who don't like black women i'm not doing this with y'all it's like oh yeah. um get that's that. the it's above me or it's, it's above me, me now it's like yeah. oh, it's above me now i'm not doing this okay so let's get back on track so okay. this movie was filmed in october 2021 it is uh it's february 2023 but the movie came out at the end of january yeah um, I do agree it is somewhat of a love letter to Los Angeles because Lauren London is in this movie and she is the ex-partner of Nipsey Hussle, who for a lot of people was LA. Mm-hmm. So having her in the movie, it is somewhat of a love letter because she's in it. And there's so- also just like as a as a person from LA, like mm-hmm. the the spots of LA they were showing was black la Baldwin mm. hills inglewood like um a lot of the places they were going a little bit of the jewish part of town too but yeah like you weren't seeing the parts of la that people are used to seeing in movies like, you see my like you see my part cliche of LA. la yeah yeah not the like, real like you see you see real my LA. part of la the yeah, part of LA the murals because I, 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 I saw the george floyd one and you know i think they also i think they did show a glimpse of the nipsey hustle one too yeah, the, the Nipsey yeah. Hussle one was yeah. there. So it would have been that, weird if they hadn't actually. Yeah, it was like, girl, what are you doing? So when I think about when this was shot, um, when this was filmed, um, Lauren London was on Watch What Happens Live and they were asking her questions. She's like, I have grief brain. I'm like, it's 2023. This movie was shot in 2021. I'm pretty sure some of that stuff went back for her. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. she filmed this in 2021. Yeah. So I know this is probably very hard for her. This is another thing that I didn't really, I didn't know until maybe last week. Lauren London is Jewish. Her daddy's a white Jewish man. And I'm like, oh, okay. Huh. I mean, huh. she's having okay. light skin. So. She is light skin. I'm like, that. two light skinned black people can make a light skinned person. I, I didn't think she was biracial. I didn't. But it also doesn't matter because she don't talk like, like again, me right like she right. she's a person like no, me who's just she like, got a black mama i ain't gonna do yeah. this with y'all. <laughs> yeah she got a white jewish daddy you like, know what's Jew- funny though oh that's a so that's a pretty t- <laughs> that's why i'm giving away the trade secrets that's actually a pretty typical um black jewish combo where there's a white it's man the, it's, it's a man white jewish man and a black 
um, black mother That's who sick. converts. Can somebody you know? tell Gabe Kapler that I said hello? Because <laughs> that man is fine. You know what's funny? This is just a throw. There's just like a random thought, but. For years, like Nia Long has played so many biracial people or mixed people in her career <gasps> that I didn't realize she wasn't technically mixed. Like she's yeah. mixed in the way of like multiple Caribbean cultures, mm-hmm. but all but all black. You know, yeah. like Barbadian, yeah. uh, uh, Trinidad. You know, like she's mm-hmm. she's got multiple um, Caribbean cultures going on in her, but yeah. she's not biracial. She's not white not mixed or anything like, like that. Yeah. But she's played a mixed character a number of times and so it took until this movie for me to realize she actually wasn't mixed mm. i didn't know okay. all this time i've always thought of her as like one of us <laughs> no one of us one of us one of us yep. and like lupita it's like uh, lupita like, counts like i don't care what right. anybody says exactly. i counts. was like it'd be fucking people up with her they'd be like do. what yeah it's like like, yeah, no, she counts. I, I, like, like, no, I mean, she black. She's born in um, she was born, born in, Mexico. in Mexico. Okay, Giselle Bunchen was born in Brazil. Shut up, <laughs> like, ma'am. It's a whole white lady. Well, she was born in Brazil. That does not make her. Well, to be fair, a lot of Brazilians are white. You know, I'm there's a saying. bunch of different. There's a bunch of different just kinds saying. of Brazilians. So I'm like her. Her lineage, I believe, is German. It's like we're not gonna do this. So that's why I'm like, if y'all wanna give it to uh I mean, legit, Giselle, her last name is Bunchen. To- Hello, it's like girl, don't do it. I'm like if y'all wanna give it to Giselle. You can give it to Lapita. Shut the hell up. You know, just saying. Like just, I was gonna say spicy white. But it's too early in the day. Yeah, she's not even really. She's yeah, not. I, guess, I mean, I guess because of the Brazil, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm sorry. I mean, when I'm it sorry. comes to Latin America, it's complicated because motherfuckers are white. Yeah, because I mean, like this is basically mixed, nationality you know? that makes yeah. her Brazilian, not yeah, ethnicity. Yeah. yeah. See, see, y'all, this is what happens when you listen to Charmaine and listen and get education. You know, uh, nationality, I'll, I'll, ethnicity, I'll break down race. nationality. Uh, it's like national. Like, what's that? That's where you're born, honey. Bro, the amount of times, listen, the amount of times when someone has walked up to me and asked me what my nationality is, and I'm like, American. American. Like, no. They're like, what? They're like, no, like, no, 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 your nationality. I'm like, the nation. It's where that I'm born, I am clown. Born in. What are you doing? Y'all don't it's know nothing. nationality. Nation oh is built God. into the fucking word. I can't. Um, People be cracking me up. You're like, you know exhausting. what nationality? Okay. So. The movie is not a terrible movie. There are funny parts. It's got parts. its moments. Yeah, it has its, its moments. Moment. It was like, girl, what the hell am I watching? It still cracked me up. At homeboy, it's like, I don't want to do this job anymore. I want to have a podcast. Girl, what? <laughs> I mean, I, I can relate. <laughs> you can't relate. Can relate but it's kind of like you are a little bit. I don't know. I, I don't know if I just told you different because you're not like a stockbroker. Yeah, I was a- like. I was a HR director. You were, but you also were kind of like in the in the entertainment world. That's what. Yeah, I, I was. That, that's I've what I'm saying. For me, it's kind of like done all the things. For me, you code different, and probably it just seems weird. They're like, "Why are you treating her different?" I'm like, "Um, well, because she... I'm motherfucking Charmaine." No, I just... mean, I mean, it's that uh... part, but it's also <laughs> like eh, it's a little bit different if you're a stockbroker and you're like, "I do a podcast." Well, I mean, I'm also I do the HR things and I do a podcast. That's you know, for the culture, but I'm I don't I'm not a white Jewish man. Okay. Ro- we can talk about the roses. The cast is stellar. Roses the is, is the backdrop of LA. I'm like, kind of dig that. Roses, 
having Lauren London in the movie and the center around LA. Rose definitely is having a lot of, um, a lot, a lot, a lot of funny, funny people in this movie. Also, a rose is it's on Netflix. I'm I'm sorry. I know y'all probably gonna go like, why is that a rose? I'm like, yeah, I don't. I would not have wanted this movie to tank at the box office because people don't want to go outside. I see. It's like, no, we can watch it. Even if it was on Paramount Plus or Discovery, I kind of liked it. It was on Netflix. I'm fine with that. So here comes the thorns. Here comes the sun. Do, 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 do. Um, my first thorn <clears throat> is making Eddie Murphy's character Muslim. I agree. That is just whack as hell to me because he could have just, he didn't have to be Muslim to be somebody like, I don't feel comfortable with my um, black yeah. daughter having a white boyfriend he because it add felt that. like a caricature of people so from the cliche. nation right? right like it's like it didn't read real at all no and like again like i'm from la the the nation dudes are out there you know you can see mm-hmm. them coming a mile away i wouldn't have looked at i wouldn't have looked at eddie's character walking down the street and thought he was a member of the nation i would have thought oh, right. he was a hotep that part you could you could have just left it like you could have made him pan African if that was the case. Yeah. Or ADOS. You could have did any of those. But making sure, him Muslim, yeah, yeah. It's like, because this also is coming from King and Barris and Jonah Hill. They wrote this together. Y'all sat in a room, probably got high and talked about this. And you're making a joke of that part of the community too. You know, Correct. like, not, like I don't That they're need, very I'm, like, when they brought up Farrakhan, I was like, oh, sweet Christmas. Okay. And you knew that and had to be in a mess, right? Like, like, if you're going to go, if you're going to, if you're going to go with a character that's a member of the nation, mm-hmm. and we're talking about a black family and a Jewish family, and then you're going to bring up Farrakhan, knowing historically what he has said about, about Jewish people, what he has mm-hmm. said about women. Yeah. He's not the guy that you want to have your your Wrong wife road. and daughter nodding their head to. Yes, yes, right. yes. Right. Yeah. Like that scene was just not. It is weird. To it was watch. just a caricature of what members of the nation are like. You know, I'm an atheist. I don't believe in any of the shit. But what I will say is that I think that the average Muslim is not this caricature that we got to see in the Kenya mm-hmm. movie. Right. And I don't need black people making fun of black people like that. I don't need black people to segment further care, you know, parts Mm -hmm. of the community and making them a caricature. You got your mixed caricatures, you got your fucking Muslim caricatures and that and he was like, and he keeps going as if he is somehow the pinnacle of what black is supposed to be. And Mm -hmm. he got to make fun of everybody else. Yeah, that's not it's like, girl, even having a rabbi and an imam and it was like, now. Dion Cole is funny, but I feel like I'm not even Muslim and I probably would have had an issue with this. I I mean, I feel like for a lot of interracial and interfaith mm-hmm. couples, mm-hmm. having a a, a a representative from both of their Oh, no, faiths not that part of like being thing. there. It's a common thing. I'm just talking about the character that I saw in this movie. I'm like, right, yeah, that. I would have, I'm like, okay, it couldn't just be, no one, you could have just had like a Baptist preacher and it would have went the same way. Like, what That's is true. happening here? That's true. It's like, what? Another thorn. Or I guess just have a Muslim, a guy mm-hmm. that could play a Muslim better. Yeah. Than Eddie. Oh, and the thing about it is, 
it wasn't necessary. It just wasn't, it wasn't necessary. necessary. True. That's the problem. But if make you're going to do it, make it make, make somebody, sense. And that's the thing is that right. it didn't make sense. It, it didn't. Um, another thorn, I think I mentioned down the watering down of Nia Long's character. Cause I'm like, she, like if we're going to talk about a two parent black household, there's no way you're watering down a black mother. And why is it that it seemed like she wasn't really there? She wasn't a whole person. She was right. not a whole person at all. I and didn't... I want to believe that someone like Nia Long would have been like, mm, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you, you want, like, I mean, maybe she needs a paycheck. Maybe fair. I'm not, I'm not trying to take anybody's paycheck away yeah. from them, especially not a black woman. But right. like, I would have, if I would have been given some of the lines that she was given, I would have been like, mm-mm. Yeah. This is not how, like, you don't get to that level of an independent daughter that's mm-hmm. proud of herself and have a mother Without that's that much mo- of a exactly. wallflower. Exactly. It's like, I, I didn't like that. And yeah, yeah, it's full disclosure. I know there's thing pieces out there about you people. I haven't read any of them. I haven't either. So it's like, it's like, this is probably it's touched on somebody is somebody's things piece. Probably. I didn't read any of them. I'm like, I'm not doing that. Um, I could get this off the top of my dome not that these probably aren't very well written and informative they probably this is the are. most amount of time i'm gonna devote to you correct be, correct. beyond watching it <laughs> correct um another thorn is the juxtaposition of the angry muslim black party and then the overly, the overly. friendly white people whereas like also they're just the- trying like they're not fucking up and saying something even though like even with Julie Louis Dreyfus doing stuff that was problematic it was still steeped in well she got good intention instead of us literally saying like what you're not going to do is act like there would not be somebody being overtly and covertly racist to like Lauren London in her face in sure. her presence I'm I like, mean honestly I think what got missed is how often David Duchovny's character did it but in the same way that Nia right. Long was like an invisible mother a black mother David Duchovny was a was an invisible Jewish father both of them had mm-hmm. different elements of being problematic mm-hmm. but we didn't we just moved on from them because we we're focusing on the two major stereotypes the overbearing Jewish mother mm-hmm. and the angry Muslim black father those Correct. were the two people that matter i guess and really just kind of bothered me and then the little sister who quote unquote was so woke because she likes women i'm like see i'm not doing this with y'all either (laughs) i don't have time for the white lesbian the white woke lesbian i'm like what you're not going to do is get on my nerves what were were they just trying to hit the bingo card of problematic everything i was like Oh sweet Christmas! Of because of course she is. It was like yeah. she could have just literally just been just a white Jewish sister. She didn't need to. You don't add this. Oh, and by the way, she likes ladies. No, we don't need that. And not just that. The way she's stunned by the beauty of black women whenever right. she walks into like, a room. I don't need this white woke lesbian who fetishizes black women on my damn screen. It's like. I, is way too many cliches for it. so i'm talking so about many. these cliches way too many of them for a black man and a and a jewish man to be at the helm i'm like now see that's the thing 
it'll fly, which is why probably why white people probably like this a lot more than black people did. Yeah. Unless you're Richard Roper, who's like, so I do this, I do this. So I'm going to be honest with y'all. Yeah. <laughs> when he said heavy handed, I am like, because one, the movie's not that long either, y'all. It's not that yeah. long. So it definitely was heavy handed. So that another thorn. And so this was the conversation I saw on the timeline about the chemistry between Ezra and Amira. So that's Jonah Hill and Lauren London. Here's mm-hmm. the deal. Um, Jonah Hill's not a unattractive man. So it's not far-fetched. I just wish that we had seen on camera less of the buddy, buddy, we're comfortable with each other instead of the actual sexual chemistry that y'all are wanting us to use our imagination with. Yeah. Because it's like, but... yeah, it's not far-fetched to see Ezra, like an Ezra and Amira, baby, go on your FYP for Instagram and you will find at least seven couples that look like them. But yeah. you can tell like those people like to fuck each other. Yeah. You, you, didn't, get, is like, you didn't get the impression that. Okay. Cause I mean, I want to say that like, if you're, if your relationship runs the first six months and you're already ready for marriage, it seems like your sexual chemistry would also be that crazy part. high because you're like endorphins are going crazy. Correct. And that's why you want to get married because yeah. you, you haven't calmed down yet. Um, but in that case, like, their their quiet moment before they had sex for the first time type of thing did mm-hmm. kind of read very sweet and everything like that like very yeah. sweet for a first time but after together. that it's like after girl, that get they to were the fucking, fucking roommates <laughs> you know get to the whole fucking okay and it's not like you needed every scene to be them just like throwing each other against the wall yeah. but you, you needed some indication that there was also a sexual attraction and not yeah. just a like the way they showed sexual attraction was the feet under the table and the feet in the bed thing you know they kept showing feet yeah as the way that they were connected like they would touch their feet intentionally and stuff and um that was funny because i couldn't not see it i just mm. every time i saw it i was like show feet show feet show only feet. fans show, show feet you know feet. that's what it seemed like they were trying to do Ooh, and man. it just seemed like they were like they had a whole bunch of cards that they threw up on the wall that's like this is what the kids are looking for these days and it's like it's like are Gucci they slides. Though? are we looking for it though yeah. it's just, just it's just i don't know <sighs> It just felt like a whole bunch of like, here's a whole bunch of caricatures. Here's here's the white guy that's into black culture who's going to wear mm-hmm. um, like clothing from black stores, but in a white way, mm-hmm. you know, the tie dye fucking sweatsuit or yeah. um, whatever. I think a lot of people's complaints about like his hair and things like that and his own unkemptness mm-hmm. didn't look like they could buy him with a, a, a girl like her. Yeah. And I mean, maybe sure, yeah. But as a again, going back to being a person who lived in LA for a big part of my life, that couple exists. Correct. That couple that you walk past and you're like, huh? You're like, why are those two together? I'm like, they're a dime a dozen. It's not far fetched. It's really not. So I don't think that Jonah was like, that's he. She's so out of our league. I'm like yeah um sometimes it's not just the looks like you just like i like this person because i like this person and that's the thing like i mean i'm i'm in a relationship that's we're about to have our 23rd anniversary tomorrow hey we don't look necessarily like like how'd y'all get together 
we knew each other in high school. We, I, I moved away and went to Long Beach. When I came back to Sacramento, he was best friends with my childhood best friend. So we were just thrown together in group because of this one pivot person, like was oh, our no, main this friend. Horrible. I literally, and now I realize how that sounded. Like I was saying it like as hypothetical, like how y'all get together as opposed to. No, no, to, I didn't read it like that. Uh -oh. I didn't read it like that. But like, you know, for someone. Okay. So a question that does get asked of me. Um, mm -hmm. sometimes very problematically on my show mm -hmm. uh, is like for someone as pro-black black as you, how did you end up with uh, a non-black partner? Ah. And, um, I mean, I get the curiosity because I am so pro-black and believe me, there's been times and it has been a struggle for, for me mm. throughout our relationship. The thing is mm. we were friends all the way through high school. When we were 22, we were kind of inseparable because mm. his car broke down. And so we were driving to school together. So we literally uh -oh. spent every single day together. Mm -hmm. And in doing and, and of our entire group of friends, he and I were the two funniest. Uh -oh. And so we would make each other laugh all the time. And laughter turns into sexual chemistry over right. <laughs> over a period of time in our in our case. Because I was never I wasn't attracted to him for many years. Like I we 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 knew each other for seven years before we got together, and by the time we got together, I was only attracted to him for about a year. Mm -hmm. And um, and it was mostly the resistance on my part was mostly that he wasn't black and that we would have trouble, mm. you know. But I I mean he was mixed. He just didn't grow up mixed. He he's uh, he didn't grow up with his Arabic side. He didn't he didn't really know. He didn't actually even know what he was until we were adults already when we finally found who his father was and things. So he doesn't have a mixed identity. But what he does mm. have is a military kid who grew up around mm. a diverse group of friends. Like okay. he has very few white friends, but he's oh. not a token. He's mm -hmm. not a he's not the he's not a white guy that hangs out with black people and sounds black. He never mm. he this is why when I, I see those people who speak with that, that particular black scent and they're like, I grew up around black people and this is why I sound like this. Sure. Uh, Tree grew around, up around black people and he don't sound like that. You know, like, you know. Hello, like, Aquafina. You know, exactly. So, like, he, he while he gets all the things that we say and sometimes uses it, it doesn't come off weird because he doesn't switch into a black scent to use the things that we say, you know, to say the things that we say. He just mm -hmm. grew up around us. And so he doesn't code uncomfortable to be around mm, okay. for a person who is pro-black, pro right? We just made each other laugh. We were the funniest Ooh. friends. We end up getting together and we've been together all these years, right? Um, mm. But we don't, but he wasn't the kind of person I was attracted to. He was just mm. the person who made me the laugh the most. And and um, what we've, as we've aged, we've gone through this like new phase of mm -hmm. aging out of the bodies that we were originally attracted to each other. Oh, in. You know, we're not in okay. those bodies anymore. We don't look like we looked when we were first attracted to each other, but we, what we've maintained all these years is a companionship and a friendship. We still make each other laugh. So we're not going anywhere, mm -hmm. but the things that he finds attractive and things that I find attractive are different. We mm. just happen to love each other. Mm -hmm. And I think a, a relationship like the Jonah Hill character and um, oh, I guess what is it? Ezra and um, Amira. Amira. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ezra and Amira, like I could see I could see them as like best friend partners, but I don't think we had enough time for that to happen. 
Mm, yeah, right? like it wasn't six months. It really wasn't fleshed out because it like, wasn't. Seriously, why do you like this guy? Because because like, for him, I felt like we could see more why he liked mm-hmm. her, but we didn't get enough of why she liked him. In fact, he seemed he seemed perfectly fine to enter into this relationship at the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. after they got together and after he he like quote fell in love, mm-hmm. then he started displaying all this fucking problematic white dude shit that made me go like now I don't want them together because what he did at the at the lunch with his with his future in laws and you know the stuff that he said at in at this thing and that thing and I was just like. He wasn't that guy until after he was ready to get married, married to her. To her. So yeah. It just seems and so think, weird. Because it was like, and that's another note thought. Because I'm like, where are y'all getting this from? Where it's like, now he's so, he can't hold sentences. He's so intimidated. Right. He called Malcolm he X the goat. Like, do you like, think as a culture, what? we refer to him as the goat? No. Like, where are you getting this from? I'm like, sir, you don't, I'm like, so like, my question is, as a person, has Jonah Hill ever dated a black woman? Girl. And if so, is this his attempt at telling the question. world he dated that a black is woman? Questions. Questions that we need answers to. Because my God. And then, like, besides the scene between Amira and her brother, that brief scene of being like, I can't believe yeah. you're dating a white dude. What was the yeah, indication it's... that there was a reason she loved him? Yeah, because it can't just be like, oh, he's safe, or it just seemed like it's like because all we had to go off of was was the overzealous light skinned dude uh, that yeah. she wasn't feeling. Yeah, and it was just like, girl, we can get like there was no development. Like, hey, why is he her ex? Of um, that, he could be a fuck boy. We don't know because we didn't. That wasn't fleshed out. Again, y'all didn't flesh out these characters, and y'all didn't show too much of. Ezra and Amir together to show like <clears throat> oh it's rom-com yeah I don't. so here's another thorn and I guess <clears throat> it shouldn't be a thorn because it's like girl this could happen um at the same rehearsal dinner you had Ezra confronting the militant black Muslim father and then Amira confronting the the well-meaning jewish mother mm-hmm. now both of those conversations needed to be had sure. it just felt so heavy-handed and why are we getting to the point of the rehearsal dinner before that conversation happens that Not po- another like, point in their life like it's a last effort to ruin the wedding or like you we like, try to be like a it's like huh i'm like girl this would have happened before but also i'm gonna say this um <clears throat> amira should have been having that conversation with her father ezra should have been having that conversation with his mother that yeah. is what how it should have happened and that would have been a little bit more growth not because one it's like i don't know any i know a few black women but quite frankly i've been a black woman a long time it would have been, you need to talk to your mother. Yeah. Because if I got to go over there and talk to her, I'm going to hurt her feelings and then you saw it. Because here's yeah. the other thing. Again, we watered down Nia Long's character. Ain't no way in hell my mama would have looked at her and say, are you okay? She'd be like, what the fuck did you yeah, say to my daughter? Yeah, that fucking thing after it was all like, of that? Wait a minute. My mom would have been like, 
Is everything okay? Is there a problem over here? Yeah. She wanna ask about her. Not because she don't care, but it's like in this, this moment, my daughter is it's my daughter. Like, why right. is she upset? I'm like, what happened? She will not even ask, are you okay? Because again, you don't have you don't have a mirror saying a line to to the mother, the white mother, like you don't get to um let me be your little black toy. When she said oh, I'm not a toy, I'm like Girl. And then you also don't have her say something like, oh, now you're going to cry and now your feelings are hurt and now your feelings are more important than mine. Have her walk away while After Nia can hear being, that. Girl. And then check on her. Correct. Because again, we that don't need to check on that. My mother for real. Yeah. It's yeah, like that, that would not have happened. I don't know where y'all getting this from. I'm like, Kenya, I don't know which women you have what black women you've been talked to i'm sorry i'm kidding i know you haven't talked to a damn one it's like but wait, also I, who's in your writing room like if you don't have black not, women in your writing um, room that are, going, that are saying this would not be how this happens <laughs> uh jonah you know? hill is in your writing room that's who's there yeah i mean i guess i'm viewing i guess i'm viewing kenna kenya as like a tv producer and and so i'm, mm-hmm. I'm hoping there's like six other people in the room but if mm-hmm. it's just him and, and jonah jonah and kenya yeah. like yeah. Are you too equipped to write black no. women without an, a black woman consulting in any way, shape, no. or form? Because there's no way a black mama would have been like, wait a minute, are you okay, white lady? It'd be like, what did you say to my daughter? Exactly. Like, What did you say to her? Because why is she upset? Yeah. And then you really didn't see a, a scene between them talking about this. I'm like, there's so much of this is really what should have happened and it didn't happen and i'm like see yeah. a russian too much because no even- scene with the mother talking nope. to to amira but you have you have scene after scene of julia talking to ezra like yeah because I, I mean think- i know we were dealing with two different stereotypes the, yeah. the one being the jewish mother and the militant father but yeah. like the mother was so absentee the black mother was so absentee in the face of her black daughter yeah that didn't read real at all like i get that it's a comedy but you the when comedy works it's branded in some kind of reality right like it has to it's like you can't have this like beautiful black black (laughs) black drop of los angeles and have those kind of conversation that really is very pie in the sky um that's what you want this is kind of this is what you want someone to say to somebody but it's kind of like either you're going to write it how it really would happen or no because then all of a sudden at the end of the movie they're separated three months they meet up at the sneaker store and both of the both of their parents um on both on two sides of the spectrum of um bigotry all of a sudden can throw a um downtown locker room wedding for these two right and first of all if it's been three months you don't know what has what work i have done in that three months to decide if i would even want to get back into this relationship first of all they had a like a like doing like this little scene i just went on a date i'm like what the fuck is happening here i'm saying like it just uh and also what? the uh, even the even the scene between the brothers eddie and um and mike epps in the car listening to ezra's podcast you know they're not listening to ezra's podcast after eddie dodges the bullet of having okay. his daughter marry why would ezra. he all of a sudden start listening to this it's so it's so dumb um 
And again, you have you, the indication is that the black militant man was the one who broached the peace with the Jewish mother. And then they get, you know, on track or whatever. Right. So, again, mm. it still felt like at the end of the day, we're still centering whiteness. We're still catering to white people to make the white people comfortable. Once the white people are comfortable, everything else can just happen. Yeah. That's what I, it felt like. It's very much like, girl, what is this? Because I, I just I just didn't understand it. I just. I, it just didn't feel it real. It didn't feel believable because it's not out of my purview or out of my imagination that a Jonah Hill no longer London would date, but y'all sure. didn't develop that. The, like the whole thing, it was very interesting that um, Eddie's like discriminatory behavior and his bigotry was so overt. And then Julie Louise Dreyfus's was covert. Because mm -hmm. me getting a, and how her Amira's character was fine with David Duchovny singing Ordinary People Off Key. And it's like, oh, it's okay, but she gonna cuss her mama out. <laughs> it's like, what is, what? So that kind of, that actually does kind of seem a little real to me. That, it does. that fathers, that white fathers tend to get a pass if they're gentle. Mm, like if the white okay, father okay. was more aggressive in, in his, um, like, cause the way that they had David Duchovny's character work, it's just like, Hey, you're black. I thought of this black thing, you know, like his, his obsession with exhibit. Um, it's the one black thing he was kind of aware of. And so he's mm, around okay, black people. Okay. He keeps bringing it up. It gets annoying and it's taxing over time, but because he doesn't say things like, um, he's about to tell a story and you think he's about to drop the hard ER, but he fixes it. Like, because we didn't have a scene like that with him, we're giving mm. him a pass as just that kind of gentle white racist. So okay. he's not that much of a threat. And I think because they painted him like that, it, se it seems like the kind of thing where you do just kind of go like, uh, okay. he's harmless. Okay. I've seen that happen before okay. and I've like even in the workplace I've seen that sometimes too where, where I'll look like you know all the black folks kind of look at each other like this motherfucker but they're like we have bigger things to tackle we got that white woman right mm. there to tackle this white dude he's just gonna be what he's gonna be I feel like we tend to give like the soft racist white man a pass in a way that we we can't really give the racist white woman even mm. the woke covertly racist white woman a pass because she's she's she is like more immediately threatening mm, okay than than that okay. gentle racist white dude mm. but again had he been telling a story where he had to correct that he was about to drop a hard er mm -hmm. we would have had a different you know it would have been different for him like you feel like you feel like they casted him as sort of the well-meaning racist and with her, with with Juliet Louis Dreyfus, you, you you casted her as the, I believe I'm well-meaning, but actually, I do have all these like serious biases. Thing, I don't know. Mm, yeah, so, okay. He, they okay. seem to just paint him as not as not as like immediately dangerous in the way yeah. that still well-meaning, but yeah, like okay okay I like, can oh it's so it. cute oh, he's okay, obsessed with fair. exhibit you know like this is like yeah um yeah middle-aged white dudes love hip-hop so yeah no that totally makes sense 
Yeah, something like that. <laughs> like it's just like it's cute that of all the black people he attached to, it's exhibit that he like, was. I'm the sorry, most like into. why are you like obsessed with exhibit? The fact that exhibit didn't make a cameo given okay. how often they brought exhibit up. Like y'all really you don't think um, he could have used a paycheck? He ain't I'm, been he ain't cameo, been fixing cars in a long time. You had a city girl in this sh- in this movie. You had a city girl. You had Young Miami. It's like you had one of the Dash dolls. Apparently, Khadijah, one of the um the, the Dash doll twins girl. I'm like, I don't keep up with the Kardashians, but I know. Who I don't know any of, of these reality TV people. Yeah, so yeah, no yeah, Young Miami is from the City Girls. So I'm like, yeah, but also. Buried the lead. You had Ellie Gould and Rhea Perlman. I'm like, wait, are we going to get lines from Rhea Perlman? What the fuck? You know? <laughs> like, wait. Okay. like, like uh, that actually was a scene that I did kind of like of like the grandmother that's like, you can't be buried in the Jewish cemetery because you got tattoos. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's a gross stereotype, um, you know, as as far as like Jewish people would be annoyed by something like that. I don't know if that's the case, but it seems I, so do funny. Do you think it's that, tied like, to like, you know, the tattoos from the Holocaust? You think that's what it is? Uh, I I don't know why. I know that's not a statement. That's more of a question. Yeah, like I know there is a reason, but I don't I don't know it. But it's 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 kind of funny too because like I have most of my tattoos are Japanese tattoos, Mm -hmm. and um, I know that like if I'm around my Japanese family, I would never show them because Mm. I I know the way Japanese are about tattoos. Okay. Um, and yet in no other place, like if anybody else told me to cover up my tattoos, I'd be like, fuck no, I ain't covering up my tattoos. Mm. But you put me around a, a grandma, yeah, a Japanese grandma, and I'm like, fuck no, I'm not showing these motherfuckers. You know, mm-hmm. like so I I get I get that. Um, and the fact that like I think it was a good way of showing like the defiance of a of him as a son, you know, to be like I'm in temple and showing my tattoos, but the daughter here is well-behaved and Mm well-meaning. She just happens to be a lesbian, but, you know, she stays well-behaved. Like that was, that was probably one of the funny scenes to me, but Rhea Perlman, we didn't, yeah, we didn't get enough of her. Mm. We didn't get enough of Elliot. Did you imagine was her and Danny to be there in that movie? I'm like, I'm only, I'm all about seeing like real life couples be in. Well, they're not together. together anymore. They're what? Whoa. Yeah, they got what? divorced like three years ago. What? Yeah, they've been divorced for a while. It seems so weird when couples that have been together that long break up, but I mean, I, I get it. I'm sitting here like, oh my God. Why am I sitting here devastated? Yeah, it's, <laughs> oh my God, girl. It's been a minute. What do you mean? I was like, oh my God. What do you mean? How yeah. did I miss this? I'm like, wait a minute. Now, wait, they separated again. Why am I on? Stephanie, get off Wikipedia. Oh, oh yeah. Actually, it's been a long time. Wait, it's it like, they're like 2012. Why do I think that that would just wait, happen? They separated, but they said in March of 13, it was reported they reconciled. The couple later separated again in 2017. Although the two no sense. longer live together, Perlman says she has no intention of divorcing DeVito. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, they're oh, okay. So they just separated, but they're not really divorced. Listen, I get that because like if tree and I were to div- were to separate now, um, I'm still, I, I put in the years I'm getting my girl, you, you know, go if, have if, fun. But if I what? die, he'll get my 401k. If he dies, I'll get his 401k. Like we both have been paying into our retirement oh together. You know, oh I'm not giving that up to somebody who just comes in late in life. And I wouldn't expect him to give it up to someone who came in late in life. Like if we, 
and I would never get married again. So if we were to break up, I would say, let's stay married, keep each other on the whole medicals and the, and the insurances and all that other kind of shit, but just live separate lives. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be us. I, yeah, in a heartbeat, I, I understand the, we're not going to be together anymore, but mm. we're, we're going to go ahead and share this, uh, retirement. Oh my God. Oh, sorry. Ooh, that I, I'm sitting here going to be like, that time. It is. Cause we aunties y'all. Um, but before before I put in a button on this, because I think I've said a lot of roses, and yeah, thank you for the um the insight. I feel like Taria, the nuance, because you know she loves me when I talk about nuance, because she'd be like, <laughs> "Stop be making me think." God damn it! I'm like, no, because I'm like, I was like, this is ridiculous, and I'm like, okay, all right, no, I can see that. But did you have any other roses or thorns? Because we have more thorns than. Um, I mean, roses. my big, my, like, I'll be honest, my biggest rose is, is the scene with, um, with Sam being real with, uh, with mm. Jonah. Because She's definitely a rose. That seems like, that seems like something that your close homie, like the homie yeah. that you don't have that conversation with very often, like, you know, but, but this is the time that seemed, that seemed like a really real conversation to me. And I, yeah. I felt like that might've even been ad-libbed because Sam is going to be able to say that better than Jonah is going to be able to write it for Sam. Correct. And, um, I, and I, yeah, I agree because that's the kind of like conversation you have with a white person that, yeah, this is how, you know, you have a black friend. If they because can actually have that conversation and not feel uncomfortable having it. I have that for friendship. You know, I, mm-hmm. I have this one white woman friend who is also a co-host on one of my shows. Mm-hmm. Um, they are a white person that does a lot of anti-racism work. Mm-hmm. Um, over the course of the last 25 years of friendship, when she has messed up, she does not clutch her pearls when I tell her she's messed up. She goes, Correct. Oh, okay. Correct. She stops. She receives it. She says, let me go away and do some work. She does the work. And then when she comes back, she doesn't just say, hey, I did this work. She said, I've been researching what we discussed. Can I talk to you about it now? Like, mm-hmm. do you have the spoons? Can we discuss it now so I can see if I'm on the right track? You know, the way she moves as a white woman mm-hmm. uh, is it's the only reason why we're as close as we are because she's the it's not that I don't have a couple of white friends or acquaintances or whatever. She's the only mm-hmm. white woman I have um, in my life that actually does active anti-racism yeah. racism work, right? And and acknowledges that she knows she's just a sentence away from fucking up. Yeah. You know, she she understands this about herself and yeah. and has fucked up in the last couple of years where I've had to tell her, you know, not this one. And she'll be like, okay, let me go do some work. I'll be back. Right. Um. So like they they seem to have the nature of the kind of best friendship that she could that they don't talk about this all the time but when mm-hmm. they do talk about it she's going to be real with she you. don't I, hold back and she that- didn't hold back and while me and my friend are not best friends i feel like we could have had that same exact conversation mm. like probably 15 years ago when my friend was sort of at the start of her anti-racism journey you know okay. it could have been very similar to that so in that case i feel like that was probably one of the better scenes of the whole movie mm. and then my thorn that does relate to sam as well is the bachelor party it makes no fucking sense to me that if if sam is jonah's best friend that the rest of their friend group is all white dudes Mm. and that sam referred to them as the squad that i don't know why i fixated on that but i talked about it the whole time we were in that thing i was like why is there not an additional one other brown person Mm. at least because again i don't live in a world where 
there's one black person to a group full of white people. Mm -hmm. It's it, there. Usually the one white person is my husband, mm -hmm. but he's a half a big, you know, he's a half an Arab. <laughs> he's a half a big, um, you know, like he's usually like, look at the friend group that we share. Right. There's one and right. he's a half a big, you know, like he, and then the rest of us are, are black or brown in some way, mm -hmm. shape or form. Right. Like mm -hmm. we're all black, but some of us got a couple little extra things in us. Right. But in our shared group of friends, it is the opposite for us. We have we have the one white person like I don't I, I'm sure it exists in the world, but I, I don't see that that cluster of friends. I never see one black guy to a group of white people. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm saying that my world doesn't show me that and sam's character doesn't read like a kind of person who only has white would friends. have white friends especially um jonah's white friends who will that level you, cocaine fucking cocaine, white but friends. also literally you know where he was january 6th because i think he mentioned it yeah he mentions it right so like it's that, like, that why, is part of your I friend don't group think doesn't make would, any yeah, sense that don't make sense that you would hang out with somebody like that and that seemed like just a punchline for a thing, because how are you at a wedding filled with black people? Mm -hmm. And what you're going to say is that the vaccine is a scam. And I was there at the Capitol on January 6th. How is that? How is that something you say in a room full of black folks? Mm -hmm. That makes I no fuck or Jewish folks, even. I mean, I no. know I'm not saying that there aren't, you know, Jewish people that are aligned fully, fully with whiteness, but there's going to be uh, some of those Jews in there aren't going to be those kinds of Jews. Some of those Jews mm. are going to be remember the holocaust juice you know what yeah. i'm saying like very yeah because the thing about it is is like even lauren london as a person she is well they keep saying her father is jewish i'm like so she wasn't raised jewish is that what y'all trying to say because i guess we're under this impression that when it comes to jewish people it's just white people and also black people didn't die in the holocaust both of right. those things are not true. are not yeah that's that's it's like yeah, that really were black so the thing black about people is, there were you a lot of non non-white a lot of non-white um yeah. Jewish people who died in the holocaust and, and now and historians are trying people. to bring that and queer people who um yeah now holocaust so, historians are trying to bring that up i'm like y'all should have been brought that shit up it should have always been a part of the story my question with her is because like if she was raised religiously jewish she mm -hmm. wouldn't be like quote considered Jewish by the community because she she doesn't have a Jewish mother because for oh, them okay. they trace it through the it's mother the line mother. okay okay but she's still you know she's Jewish by ethnicity still but she wouldn't be like necessarily uh it's which I'm not really sure that I understand why like I understand yeah. that they they pass through the maternal line and everything like that mm -hmm. but but that like um because I have a, a number of people who've been on my show that have been mm. in this case where because they have the Jewish father, they're mm. technically and they always say I'm technically not Jewish, but I'm ethnicity wise. I'm half Jewish. Uh, uh, oh, okay. but if they have a mother who's Jewish, they'll say technically I'm Jewish, even mm. if they're not a follower of the religion. They'll be like, technically, I'm Jewish because my mother's Jewish, but I don't follow the religion. So with with Jewish oh, people, it's complicated okay. because you're dealing with both the religion and the ethnicity. Mm. But they yeah. don't acknowledge the ethnicity necessarily mm. in people who have do not have a Jewish mother. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah, I, it's mm. something that comes up on on the show a lot. But you know, um, that means y'all need to listen to militantly mixed. That's just what this means. But for if the, you're like, wait, I got I got questions. <laughs> but for the bluish folks out there, I got plenty of blues on uh, 
on my show. Did you say the bluest? <laughs> that's what my friend. So I have uh, my friend Teresa. We we do mix anti confidential episodes. Uh, she's mm. bluish, um, a black father, Jewish mother. I was about uh, to say. I was like bluish. Yeah, that's what she calls. So like, I, I'm a, I'm a fan of the hybrid term. You know, Blasian. Oh, black I kinda, I've never heard blue. This is the first time I've heard it. So I'm like, yeah, bluish. There, there's a comedian, a bluish, the guy that that. Um, goes by he calls himself like bluish something um uh yeah i know i know a few oh. i know a few of the blue bluish folks um and i guess you know this actress i have never heard that term that is wild to me if you want to know a hybrid term i probably know them because i i collect them i love because yeah, it's like i've heard blazing terms i've heard black adeshi but i've never heard bluish that's how i'm like what bluish black i was thinking b-l-u-e that's literally what i was thinking in my head Oh, like, yeah, no, like, bluish. What does that mean? Blue, yeah, B L U W I. See now I'm singing the song. I'm blue, But yeah, gotta end on a laugh. But, um, as always, you know I love when you're here, and I really appreciate you being here to talk about this because I thought I was the only one. Like, I have so many opinions. So so many. I I mean honestly, like I'm legit kind of disappointed in the handful of of my black friends that posted about how much they liked it because I'm like you mm. have multiple mixed friends. Like how yeah. could you not see that we would feel weird about? Oh my gosh, interracial relationships are so weird. Am I right? right. <laughs> and the thing about it is, it's like, is it a terrible? Like, let me just tell y'all this: is it a terrible movie? No. Is it a good movie? No. no yeah but it's like the thing about it is the sum of its parts makes up for how heavy-handed and ill-constructed the plot is but let me just be very clear i love eddie murphy so it's kind of mm. like okay and i kind of like that i think lauren london this is the first thing she had went to film after nipsey passed so it's kind of like i'm trying to i won't say benefit of the doubt most notably to Lauren, Eddie, it was like, I, I, you know, I'm right. <laughs> like, I don't even know what to say. It's like, if y'all want to watch the movie, go right ahead. If you're like, no, I'm not going to watch it, go right ahead. I mean, girl, it's so much to watch on there. Come back to me in February 10th when we're going to be looking at behind after the aisle for Love is Blind because, girl, what? Um, but yeah, but we're not saying. I'm sorry. I am not saying, and I don't think Charmaine is saying, Char- Charmaine. Charmaine is saying, don't watch the movie. We're just like, this is what we, this is what we saw when we watched it. I mean, I feel like you have to take Kenya or Tyler with a grain of salt every time because yeah. there are major benefits to both of these men. They have Correct. created jobs for a lot of black people. Correct. Um, they have, they have, they have made a lot of money probably for white people who are more open to black projects because of these two men you know there there are whether or not some of their stuff is problematic there there are those benefits you know um they do do well i i guess for tyler i'm not i don't know as much about kenya but like tyler does (laughs) do stuff in the community right like he does try to help and support other black people that is a part of his message even though at the same time uh you know the light skins don't really do <laughs> don't really do well in his thing in his world 
and um you know the the fleck the fat black woman as a joke problem exists with tyler you know that both of these men have very serious like i, I would argue anti-black sentiments about their own population at the same time that they're doing a lot of work for black people so take it with a grain of salt is sometimes their shit funny yeah is sometimes their dramatic stuff great sure mm -hmm. um are they sometimes benefiting the population sure but they push out these caricature ass motherfuckers sometimes and it's mm. you gotta be able to see that and and it's okay to have the feelings about that i think you know um yeah it's yeah. okay to have the feelings i guess it, it is it is so if y'all just want to watch the movie go right ahead i'm not going to tell you what to do because that's not my place let me just say that <laughs> it's just not it's just not my enjoy place. your problem no i'm joking because <laughs> like, everybody got their thing and it's like i'm not yeah. gonna say that because one i I mean, I got my problematic phase too, where I can acknowledge that they're problematic, and yet for whatever reason, it's still be like they have a place because everything can't be completely not. Everything can't be even evenly handed. Some things got to be heavy handed. Yes, and also the sum of its parts on this movie you could enjoy. Um, so Charmaine, before we get out of here, tell everybody how they can find you in um, main hustle media podcast network conglomerate that you are <laughs> uh so you can find me on my my main show militantly mixed on all the socials it's at militantly mixed uh, also militantlymixed.com i have a anthology right now that i am working on called be your mix as self where uh, mixed folks can submit either nonfiction essays or poems about their existence as mixed people and them being their mixed ass selves uh so you can go to militantlymixed.com and and click on the be your mixed ass self anthology page to learn more about that uh you can also follow me and my my childhood homie my fellow mixed blurred blurred vision on blurred comics we do a live stream on tuesday nights at uh, 7 30 pacific 9 30 mm -hmm. central on the youtubes and the facebooks yes. uh, but we're also blurred comics mix uh, on all the social media as well and then i have a new show called queer and far which i do do with my white woman friend uh sh shenanigans uh, where we talk about traveling while being from different marginalized intersections. Um, me as a, a brown queer uh, femme, her as a white queer disabled woman. Um, and uh, yeah, so queer and far, queer far pod on all the socials, militantly mixed and blurred com mixed. Yay! Get into all of those things. All of these <laughs> things, folks, all of these things. So everybody, thank you so much for listening. This has been the Mocha Menace podcast. Um, if you feel so inclined, please buy me a coffee. Buy me a buy me a coffee.com backslash Mocha Minutes. Um, I'm I'm gonna keep saying this because this is just the kick in the ass that Stephanie needs to talk about the Mocha Minutes Patreon is coming. Yeah, it's going to happen. Get them coins. I'm just saying, but also it might be stuff that I need to put behind the paywall like I'm some housewife of Potomac. Yeah. Oops. Said it. Yeah. Um, but y'all, this has been a Mocha Menace podcast. I will be back. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Mm -hmm.